Amen. All right, good evening, everyone. Good evening. All right, let's get a little bit into this. Uh, we're supposed to talk about Relationship Bootcamp. We introduced Real Love on Sunday. Had some pretty good uh, conversation. If you guys wasn't here, hopefully you had time to listen to that. If you did, haven't had time, please, 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 please uh, listen to that. That that wasn't bad. That note wasn't. I'm just. <laughs> All right, so so let's. I told you everybody else doing it. You might as well go ahead and sing. Oh, we've been having some conversation about that. Like all these people, all these preachers. Man, don't be shaking your head just because you got seven octaves. See over there, like don't try it faster because you don't have my level of octave. But all these people be singing. Uh, I ain't gonna say the names because that's not nice. But Three we, major people. But they major like be yeah. on these. You know, I'm. You know, like, like, ten, fifteen thousand in the audience. They be singing. I said, man. Listen, I sing better than them. <laughs> I, I sing better than them. Let me drop some notes. All right, anyway, let's get focused here. All right, so we're going to talk about, still going to talk about real love. And the thing about love and any any relationship uh, is, oh, I'll go at the top. Any relationship is everything evolves. And where we get stuck in relationship is we want to go from where we are to, uh, perfect love mm. right that's just human nature human nature we're actually the person you waiting on right now if you waiting on somebody you waiting for the perfect person just one problem what they gonna get did y'all get that mm -hmm. yeah and even in the marriage you waiting for the the spouse to be perfect it's just one problem who they gonna be dealing with <laughs> so a lot of times we're expecting people to achieve certain levels we ain't nowhere near you you start you stop to uh, inventory someone else when you've arrived, right? Did, did y'all get that? <laughs> I right, just making sure about because a lot of times we're going we're so busy looking at other people we can use all that energy to grow ourselves. All right, so we're gonna talk about some stages here of growing in relationship period, and we're gonna talk about the child stage. Uh, the teen to self-control stage to true friendship and then ultimately what crosses us over into covenant, right? And that's not just marriage. We're talking about solid friendships, solid relationships, solid business partnerships, solid everything, right? It's, it's a process that we, we have to go through. So we'll start with child. Did you, did you want to just have any thoughts about just what we opened up with before I get into this top part? Uh, so real love how do I know I'm loved or in love that's the topic here but you said something that uh, I was thinking through about we as human beings we do tend to want like more than what we're willing to give so when you said that it really made me think about that because we just don't be thinking about outside of our needs. So that's really childish. It becomes, we, we, we're, we're childish in that way. Um, I want what I want when I want it, you know, but not looking at w what the other person's getting. So not, I just wanted to kind of reiterate that because so many of us, I, I, including me, like it was like, I don't care what, <laughs> you know, you want from me, this is what I want. <laughs> the scripture says, stake your case, you know. <laughs> you know you at you ask you know and then you should receive so this is what I want so but the reality of it is you know that's not even realistic it's just not and and so 
um, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to reiterate no, that's that good. point. That's yep. good. Because yeah. you got to say to yourself, who are you in every relationship you're in? Mm -hmm. We spend most of our time is who are they? But who are you? What impact are you having in every relationship? Uh, uh, your relationship with us. Your relationship with your, your, your family at the, at the church. You know, you know, let's say somebody rubs you the wrong way or they're having a certain response. Is it because you're expressing something? So who are you in every relationship you're in? Right? Oh, so I wanted to say this. It did make me think about something. So today, I was on the phone uh, with a company and... Um, I was on the phone call three hours and 49 minutes. Three hours and 49 minutes. I was transferred five times. The fifth time, okay, at this point, I'm boiling at this point. I mean, inside me, I felt, you know, impatient. I felt like really, and uh, the thing about it is the 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 uh, invoice or the, the, the deal that I was talking about it's in Ayers Christian Center Church. <laughs> so, I, so I had to maintain <laughs> my composure each time that there were times I forgot it was Ayers Christian Center Church. So I'm bowling on the inside and I realize, oh man, I said, oh, now fortunately, I, well, I, I will take that. I will say, be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. There were times I was harsh in terms of my direct uh, communication to the person. So it was almost like what an attitude, you know what I mean? So I knew it wasn't right. So about the third, fourth person came on and I said, okay, listen, I said, you know, I've been on the call at that point, it might've been two hours. I said, listen, I, I just want you to know I'm just so frustrated at this point. So I did preference the call, but you know, but it made me realize we have to be God conscious, like all the time. Because yes, I could have been, because I know some of y'all was like, Three hours, but but I would have been frustrated, you know. So, you know, I just wanted to say that, you know, there's going to be opportunities in our lives where we'll be tempted to be in the flesh, but we got to quickly pull it back because, honestly, that could have tainted my witness with the person. You know what I mean? If I had really went off. I know that church. That's that pastor that, oh, my God, right. she is. <laughs> so I think I, like a hairline, I probably just like right border passed the test, but it could have been a little better. I can just say that myself. Now, the person didn't, they didn't, you know, I don't think I chewed them out, but I'm just saying, I know how I felt on the inside. Yeah. All right, so let's get into these stages of uh, real love or genuine relationship. So, of course, the, your first stage is, is being a child. That's your first stage. And, and, and at the child level, you're uncommitted. At the, at, you know, so, so even, even when you first meet the person, you start to go out to you know, your dinner and movies. We talked about that, right? Um, you're really uncommitted. Even if you meet the person and you have sex first, there's no commitment. Like it, a lot of times you ain't paying attention because you, you might be intoxicated by the dopamine or whatever, but there's no commitment. Ultimately, which, what's going to fulfill you is commitment. Anybody around here that's dealing with, with someone that's not committed, you feeling it. So you can, you, can play, you can play with anybody, but you can't be committed with anybody, right? All right, so, so, so that's, that, that child stage is when you're a babe in life and a babe in Christ. Mm. You're a babe in life and a babe in Christ. Now, what's so unfortunate about our lives is some of us are still babes, even though our age is older. 
Mm-hmm. See, some of us think because we're uh, you, you guys, you know, some people I know the Andersons have older kids. You guys have older kids. We have, you know, some people have older kids. When you have older kids, what do you deal with? There's a point where they think they're 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 adults. But what are you what are you saying when y'all talking about them? You're like, they need to grow up. Interesting enough, God, Holy Spirit, and Jesus probably saying that about some of us, right? So babe in life and babe in Christ. And, and so, so we always use the scripture because it's a, it's, a, it's a very powerful scripture. That's why we use it. And if, 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 when we get to Revelation, I guess the Lord will say we could use it less. But 1 Corinthians 13, 11 and 12. When I was a child, I spake as a child, understood as a child, thought as a child. When I became a man, I put off childish things. And then it says, now, now we're looking through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now we know in part but then we'll know even as we're known by God. 1 Corinthians 13, 11 and 12. Now when it says when I was a child, I spake as a child, thought as a child, I understood as a child, what it's saying is I had no boundaries in what I thought about, no boundaries in what I spoke about, no boundaries in what I allowed myself in. So that's how your children are. They can come home and be saying all types of stuff, right? Because they, they're not establishing, whoa, 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 hey, hey, don't say that around me, don't do this around me, oh, oh, I got to go. I got, you know, imagine they at the playground, they go, oh, you know what, y'all, y'all need to get saved. I'm going to go play, play over here on the swings because y'all talking crazy. Don't do that, do that. No, they just, they just expose themselves to anything. And then they come home and expose your house to it, right? Well, like the, whatever the case may be. So... This is, this is when we're not dealing with reality, when we're children. We're delusional, we're confused. Sometimes we walk around talking about we're in love. Guess what? We also don't like uh, to be around people that could advise us or give her us. If anybody's in any opposition to anything we have to say, when you're a child, you either avoid those people or you're very defensive, Right? Because think about it, if you know what you're talking about, when you got saved and you got it and you understood, you love going around people, right? Because you know what you're talking about. Oh, 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 let's talk, let's talk. What, you want to talk? Oh, we could, we could talk about who's living, who needs to live what way. But it's the same thing with relationships. When you really are not confident that you're doing the right thing in relationships, friendships, business dealings, you hide them. They're not exposed, and you don't want to talk about them. What happens? You Don't get all quiet now. It's true. <laughs> you hide them. You don't want to talk about them because you're not confident with them. So that's the when you're not dealing with reality. So you have a worldview when you're a babe, and you have God's view. When you're a babe in a relationship, you lean more on your worldview, which is shaped by repetitious information, authoritative voices, and your environment, it doesn't mean it's the view, it's just what you're used to. Does that make sense? It's what you've been exposed to. I, I was exposed to a certain way of operating relationships in North New Jersey. Don't let nobody impact you. Uh, get you an under average babe as somebody you could take advantage of, right? Yeah, I said under average babe, woman. Impact, <laughs> impact, you know, don't, don't let nobody just keep nagging at you. You know, so 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 if the if the mate is kind of nagging, 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 I don't know if you have saw the commercial. It's an NFL commercial where uh, this commercial starts off with a, the the uh, the, uh, the wife is going off, hey, 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 and the guy's sitting there, 
And then so, 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 so the guy goes, uh, it's like an announcer in the background. How does he handle that? What, what? Oh, no, I'm sorry. He's, at the, he's a referee at a game. And uh, the players are cursing him out. And, and, and the guy's smooth. He just, he said, what trained him to be able to handle that? And it flashes back to his house. And the <laughs> wife is going, ah, ah, ah. Well, that's what, that's what, I don't know what they call it everywhere. Where I'm from, they call it hempat. Don't allow yourself to be hempat. Yeah. So, so what you do is you, if somebody's coming at you crazy, you break them down. That's what you're taught. Not how to figure out a way to understand and flow together. You're, you're taught, oh, shut that down. Matter of fact, just because you screamed and yelled, I ain't doing it. Right? Now, that's not healthy in a relationship, but those are the things that you're taught. Well, that's a worldview. That was shaped by repetitious information, authoritative voices in my life, and the environment I grew up in. But when I was a child, I thought like that. I spoke like that. I understood like that. First Corinthians 13, 11. When I, when I grew up, as I matured, becoming a man, I, I got to find out how to harmonize with my mate. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't live with the fellas. Ain't, ain't nobody I grew up with in my house. As a matter of fact, none of them in Charlotte. There's one guy in Monroe. <laughs> so, so I got to figure out, this is who I live with. This is more important than what the fellas think. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought about that. Well, so it's not just uh, at home, but it's having relationships with people within the church even too. You know, being uh, uh, responsible, being uh, mature enough to be able to have those tough conversations, you know, um, you know, all of us here come, you know, we have different paths that we came, came here, different backgrounds and things of that nature. Um, but we have to get to a point where we do harmonize. And so you can't, you know, if a person is immature in their thinking and their action, you know, prayerfully, we all um, love them enough to say something. You know what I mean? We can't just keep uh, pacifying the situation. Now, that's hard. It's hard because, you know, a lot of times we don't like to rock the boat. But to be honest with you, no greater love than this that a man lay down his life for a friend. Because when it's, when it's all said and done, no one wants to be immature. Even the immature person doesn't even want to be labeled as immature. Um, and, and, and honestly, sometimes it's just a matter of they don't know how to change. They don't know what to do. And so, you know, I think as, as believers in Christ and, 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 and just in, in the body of Christ, you know, we need to be um, mindful that uh, we are a catalyst to growth in everybody, everybody that we come in contact with. God can use you to uh, help develop and to mature uh, our fellow man. So it just don't ever, you know, get to a place that we should never get to a place where we allow another man to fall. And as hard as it is, it's very difficult to confront somebody that maybe is older in age, but uh, in, in, in their spiritual walk with God and in their emotional and, and whatever, it's immature. So mm-hmm. that's possible. Age doesn't equate to maturity. And so, you know, I think that's, that's big that uh, we, we grow past Allow right, people so, to stay there. Yeah, uh, so First Peter tells us get past the sincere milk mm-hmm. and move to strong meat. And and it's, what it's saying is like you know with babies, with or adults probably don't realize this. There's a time when you're supposed to drink milk, but there's a time when your body doesn't even know how to process it. Mm-hmm. 
This is, once you go to a certain point, now your body is designed to process meat or substance, not milk. So a lot of times that's why people, you know, you know, they've come up with words lactose intolerant and things like that. Well, the Bible says that there's a level where some of the basics is cool. You know, we're just learning some of the basics of the word. But it says there's a stage when we grow in our maturity where it shouldn't just be about we, we got to keep giving you milk in the word. You got to be ready to handle strong meat. Now, in our backgrounds and our traditions and our culture, what they've done is they've dumbed that down by saying, hey, you're being a little bit too harsh. Hey, this is church. It, like, like we think love is limited to one word in the body of Christ, kindness. Like that, that's all we think because, see, kindness means you'll always like me. But the other aspects of love, God chastens whom, whom he loves. Open rebuke is better than secret love. That's what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. So if somebody says something openly and they, they challenge you on something, hey, hey, you, why you put them out there like that? See, that's that world view. But God's view is, put it out there. First Corinthians 5 says, Paul said, wait a minute, people doing this in the church? And yet, and y'all not saying nothing? He said, you should address it before everybody so the others may see and not flow that way. Now, that's Bible. But we don't play off of the Bible. We play off of what's comfortable for us. But again, there's certain situations where the truth and love is appropriate. That's a part of love, too. But we try to get around that. And then we'll say, well, do you think that's fair? Well, who am I to judge? Do we come up with all, who am I to judge? And all these things. We come up with all these lines to excuse us having to lay down our life for our friend. Lay down our like for our friend. We have the truth they need, but we're holding on to them liking us more than giving them what they need to grow. That's kind of how we operate. That's not healthy. Like, we talk about tough conversations. We're the best of friends because of tough conversations. And as we grow, every year we learn more about each other. <laughs> like, it ain't over. And that's what we're going to have to do to grow beyond being a child. Um, the scripture says, uh, be not, uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2. It says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. What it's saying is, don't play off of your relationships, your solid covenants based on the way the world does. The world is not going to, it's all about smoothing uh, things over, not speaking the truth in love. So it tells us to be transformed with the renewing of our mind to God's way of operating in relationships. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Ephesians 4, 23 says be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So that's in your subconscious. So it's saying operate God's way without thinking about it. Make it your, your new default, right? Lean not to your own understanding. Proverbs 3. And all your ways acknowledge him and he direct your path. So if you're doing something right in whatever relationship you're in, can you measure that relationship or how you're flowing that relationship off of God's word? Off of this word right here. If not, you might want to adjust and adapt what you're doing to God's word. And this is the thing. When you're in a godly relationship, you're not trying to prove yourself. You can be yourself. Scripture says with the spirit of the Lord is liberty. So now when you look at your friendships, do you change or become a chameleon or camouflage your true self anytime you're in those relationships? 
So like how we see you flowing in church. In all your relationships, do you flow the exact same way? Or do you have to adjust and, and, and change what you're doing? And this is the other thing. Can you, is, is all of your relationships exposed to the kingdom? Mm-hmm. Or some of them, this, this is your private stash. See, something's wrong with that. When, you, when, when I got private stash? So it's not totally exposed. That's see. See now I gotta prove myself in those relationships. I can't be myself. So I'm one way at church, and I'm another way outside of church. I'm one way at church, and I'm another way outside of church. So so I'm, I'm double minded. Mm-hmm. And the scripture says, uh, "Double minded man is unstable." A double minded man ways. is unstable in all his ways. You ever thought about that? Mm-mm. Alright, so, so the other thing is are we worried about what others think about us? Are we worried about what others think, think about us? Even though it's all about where our heart is. God looks on the heart. Or, or, so again, when, when we're compromising in these relationships as, child, as children, we're not in relationships designed to transform us. We're in relationships designed to conform us. That's dangerous. We're not in relationships designed to bring out the treasure in us. Scripture says you have a treasure hidden in your earthen vessel, 2 Corinthians 4, 7. We're in relationships that bring out the trash in us. See, a solid relationship will always bring out the treasure in you. What God has placed in you. A compromised relationship was going to bring out the trash in you. You find yourself operating outside of how you would in the kingdom of God. Right? Treasure or trash? Are you in a relationship designed to enlighten or empower you or to blind and weaken you? In this relationship, do you have more blind spots? There's more things that you're clouded from or light just keeps going on and on and on. You're you're open more and more and more. Is a relationship designed to challenge you or is a relationship that's crushing you? So you have to measure, if I'm mature, am I in mature, solid Christian relationships? You ever thought about that? No, I think these are all good because um, we, we got to get to a point where we um, look at our reality. Our reality is important because your life is going to be lived out of that reality, whether it's good or bad. So you can be in a marriage and the reality of what's going on in the marriage can, can, can almost be overlooked if no one is mature enough to say, hey, I noticed this, I noticed that. Uh, we've counseled so many people that uh, for, because of fear, because even they don't wanna, they don't wanna know. Sometimes you don't wanna know what's really going on. Why? Because sometimes people run from being hurt. People put guards up because they don't want to feel. And that's a bad, that's a dangerous place to to be because you're designed to feel for a reason. Mm -hmm. You know, when you train yourself not to feel, you're you're taking one of the human emotions that God gave us, number one, to be able to be sensitive to what's going on. Because think about it, you know, uh, um, you can pick up something uh, is not right. 
but if you're not saying anything because you're guarding against what well, I, you know, what I don't see, it, it ain't gonna matter. No, it doesn't matter. So we gotta quit fooling ourselves when we put a blind eye to what really is going on, especially if it's something that bothers you. If it's something that bothers you, that's not the time to be like, okay, I ain't going to say nothing because I don't want it to get heated. I ain't going to say nothing because I don't want the person to feel bad. You know, as, as women sometimes, and I'm not saying every woman is like this, but sometimes women are very protective to their mate because, you know, they see them as uh, the male you know, figure that's the leader, and you almost feel embarrassed for the person if they fall short of any of that. You know what I mean? If they're not providing in a way that they maybe should, if whatever, you know, they're not um, leading their family in the way they should. Sometimes women can feel embarrassed to have to say, this is not right, you know, out of protecting their, their mate at the same token they're setting them up because you start to resent them become codependent you, you, too. you start to resent <clears throat> matter of fact it becomes this this uh this uh thing where you god really you and god or if you ain't going to god it's just you and you're in, inside your head dealing with stuff that really could be nipped in the bud if you just would open yourself up to be able to tell a truth but again you got to watch you're, you're protecting and guarding your feelings to the point where it's like, okay, I don't want to feel anything, so I'm not going to rub, I'm not going to rock the boat. Do y'all get what I'm saying there? That's real talk, I'm telling you, because that, that happens a lot, where people just overlook things, and this thing is knocking on their door, the door of their heart, the door of their mind. Hey, we need to fix this. We need to talk about this. But they, they don't talk about it because of fear. Or they don't want to. They they just don't want to feel uh, the hurt. All right. So so what's so interesting? I'm, we're gonna give this next thought, and then we're gonna open up for uh, inside questions or or things that you have. This is the thing in a, in healthy relationships, you do not run from counsel. That means you don't run from your spouse. You don't run from men or women of God. You don't run from parents. You don't run run from friends. Mm -hmm. Right? Because this is the thing. You don't run from godly counsel to, and then run to ungodly counsel. So godly counsel, of course, is the people I just named. But ungodly counsel, um, it's, it's, it can corrupt you. It can corrupt you and corrupt self. So, so, so let's just look at the scripture. You know, it's, it's a familiar scripture. But let's just, I mean, we, we talked what about it, it the other day. All right, so uh, Psalm 1, Psalm 1, 1 through 3. And again, you know, I, I know that scripture. Read through the scriptures. Like, it's always, think about the word. As you keep peeling off the same scripture, you'll see more and more and more. Mm -hmm. So it says, blessed uh, is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of, this, of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in the law doth he meditate day and night and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit what he's supposed to produce in his season proper timing mm -hmm. his leaves shall not wither so it's not just going to be temporary and whatsoever he doeth he'll prosper and so, so here you have what we just talked about God view and world view the world view is the ungodly counsel and I, and I get it, you know, I uh, did a message years ago in Ohio uh, called Who's Got Your Ear? 
And we say to ourselves, like, like, do we run around ungodly counsel? Well, again, the scripture says that uh, people that despise the knowledge of God, they could just blow off the knowledge of God. Hey, hey, hey. They're very defensive every time they hear the word of God. Like, they don't, the word of God doesn't trigger them to go in deeper to discover this truth. Their immediate response to the word of God is their justification why they don't think that that's necessary. Or, or their justification of their behavior that's in contrast to it. Mm -hmm. But your kids, when you're talking to your kids, they're not trying to hear what you have to say. Not because they're against you. They're not trying to hear what you got to say because it's uncomfortable. They're already playing. They have a momentum and you're telling them, hey, you need to change this behavior. Hey, you need to clean your room. You know, in their mind, you clean it. You want it clean so bad? In their mind, but you're trying to teach them a new habit that's going to carry for the rest of their life. A new work ethics. You might trying to teach your kids new work ethics. They're not against you. It's uncomfortable. I mean, nobody trying to do it. Listen, every time, my son's 41. We have tough conversations. There's times when I make him aware of things and, he, and his first response is, man, you out your, he ain't saying it, but I know what he's thinking. Man, you out your mind. And one day he was like, man, I'm having a good day. Like, why are you coming at me like this? I wasn't even coming at him. It's just it was uncomfortable because I got my rhythm. I'm flowing. I'm doing better than I was doing before. And here you come with this thing. Here you come with an assessment of where I'm at. And I wasn't. I was addressing, hey, dude, you know, we need to do this. Oh, man, what am I doing to you? <laughs> that was his thought. We ended up having a great conversation that day. I let him talk through. I asked him some questions. When I asked him some questions, he discovered some things. He said, Dad, man, I was, just, I was just tripping. But we had to have the conversation. You understand what I'm saying? So, so with that in mind, and what we're talking about, the ungodly counsel, the scripture says in a multitude of counsel, there's safety, right? Mm -hmm. Even in the scripture, there was, a, there was time for one of uh, Solomon's sons to be king. And when it was time for him to be king, he sought counsel. But he sought the young people first, the fellas. Yo, what y'all think? Man, what I think y'all need to do, yeah, your dad was too soft, man. Man, you need to, hey, listen, what I do, tell the people, I'll be your king, but y'all gonna have to do this. The, then he went to the older guys and said, listen, you, you don't want to roll like that. You want to be patient. You want to operate in wisdom. On the front end, you want to hear people through. You want to grow into a process where you've established relationship and then you guys can flow together. He listened to the young people. He didn't get the job. <laughs> right? You see what I'm saying? Like, and it, all he had to do is listen to the wise counsel that had been there. And, and this is the thing. You got all these different people talking to you. Ask yourself who you're talking to. Is there something in it for them? Is it to their benefit? Is it, is it self-serving? See, the young people were thinking about what was going to benefit them and the power they were going to have. The old people just gave them the counsel that, that hey, this could benefit you. Might not, you might not, might not benefit me because you might not like what I'm hearing, but hey, 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 this could benefit you. When I talk to my son, what gives me leverage? I said, son, it's, it's not to my benefit. Nothing I'm saying is to my benefit. I can't get nothing out the deal. Only thing I could possibly get is you thinking I'm Darth Vader. So obviously there's nothing in it for me. 
Now ask yourself, when you're getting counsel, what's in it for them? See, so we have to have we have to be able to, to, to step back and get wisely counseled. Scripture says, they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. They that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Romans 8, talks 8, 5 through 8. That word uh, after the flesh or, 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 or they that are spiritually minded, to be spiritually minded is life and peace, to be fleshly minded is death. That word minded, the root, there's another root word in there, is counsel, to be fleshly counseled. What's in it for your flesh? The spirit is indeed willing, the flesh is weak. The flesh is always giving you the advice that will comfort it. The spirit is always giving you advice that's best for you. You know, Matthew uh, uh, 26, 41. The question might be, okay, so how do I determine whether the advice I'm getting is from God or if it is, you know, not really good, solid advice or good advice? Well, that's what we got the word for. Like, you have to measure what you're getting. Is it biblical? Is, it, does, is there a scripture? Maybe they can back it up. You know, uh, you know, and then praying and, and inquire of the Lord, okay, is this a view? You know what I mean? Asking that question because, you know, a lot of times uh, we do tend to lean to people who, who seem like they know what they're talking about or whatever. But is it, you know, everything that we do in life, y'all, everything is, 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 we can look it up and see. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to throw you. <laughs> but we can look it up and see if it's valid, if it's something that uh, God approves. But a lot of times we don't want to know. Either we want to we want to do what we want to do, and and uh, but is can you measure what you're doing with the Word of God? Uh, let me you know? let me chime in there. Mm -hmm. So listen, every this this is a phenomenal book if you study it through and through. It's one of the few books I've ever seen that's going to challenge you, but even talks about the challenges mm -hmm. in the book. Like, most books won't give you your out. This will give you what people have used as an excuse to get out of the word, but gives you the, the contrast to that. It's in the book. Like, most, uh, well, I won't say the name, but there's some religions, it'll just say, this is what you do, or it'll say, this is what you can do, but it won't tell you the other choices people made in contrast to that and how they got around it. All this is in the book. Mm -hmm. So I said that to say, when you're playing something off of the word, the way you know if it's the right thing is you're playing off of the truths in the Bible. Some people pick up the Bible and try to use the facts mm -hmm. to excuse their behavior. Mm -hmm. There are facts. The fact means something that actually happened, but that don't mean it's a truth. For example, uh, the sorcerer to try to take the get the Holy Spirit to use the Holy Spirit for his advantage. Well, that's in the Bible. That's a fact. It's in the Bible. So if someone is operating the sorcery is like, well, the other sorcerer tried to do it. That doesn't mean you're supposed to do it. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. We're not playing off that. We're playing off of the truth. What was the truth? He called. I don't know. I forgot. I forgot what he called him. What, 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 what did Paul call him? Is Ms. Lamar? He called him something, something crazy like you. Yeah, it's an act. He called him some wretched. He says, you thought you could buy the Holy Spirit? <laughs> so, so again, the truth was, that's not the way you use the Holy Spirit. But him trying to misappropriate the use of the Holy Spirit, it's mm -hmm. in the Bible. It's a fact. Mm -hmm. It's a fact that there's people that drink in the Bible. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, 
Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess. The truth is, it's not for kings to drink. That's true. That's true. The truth is, we're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. It's not for priests and kings. That's the truth. But it's a fact that, that there's people that drink. Mm-hmm. You understand know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, it's a fact that Solomon ended up with 500 wives and concubines. So this is, this is hey, hey, there's a little pet peeve of mine here. <laughs> we'll find our fact to justify our vice. But I don't know, not a one wife in here is like, honey, it's just me. You need to get it like at least 499 more wives. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, hey, and then I don't see no wives running in the house. Babe, it's right here in the Bible. Solomon, Solomon's one of the wisest men ever. And he had, he, hey, wives and concubines. If you can't find enough wives, we'll find you some concubine, baby. I ain't, I ain't seen one person that's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. How, come, how come you don't see nobody running down? It's in the Bible. Guess what? That's a fact. But the truth is, Solomon compromised himself after a while. Mm-hmm. He wasn't obedient to what God told him and ended up losing his mind and take, taking in those gods. He even talked about it in Ecclesiastes. This is vanity. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, so, so again, we, we are saying play off of the Bible, but mm-hmm. we're saying play off of the truths. And we're trying to take the, the facts to justify your compromise. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's good. I mean, some of that you, we get in understanding the word of God, but I just slipped it in. Mm-hmm. All right, so talk to me. Uh, what stood, uh, we'll start with the people online. What stood out to you today? Or what did it make you think about? What questions or challenges or differences of opinions you may have? Anybody online have a thought? Or calling in, rather? Can, can, or Marcus, you got them turned up? All right, so, so Marcus has you turned up. So if you have a thought based on something you heard, please jump in so we know that you're there. Anybody in the house have a thought? Yeah, I, I was thinking in terms of gifting. Sometimes people can appear to be mature because they have those moments of maturity or their gifting comes before their maturity. 